I'm Taylor Tarter, and this is Fastball Fantasy Baseball. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Before we get going today, uh, just a reminder, last week I set up a subscription feature. Whatever platform you're listening on should have something you can click that says support this podcast. There are a few levels of monthly subscription options, so please feel free to contribute. For each subscription, you can cancel any time, like after the season ends. Uh, plus, each level of subscription will off- offer some special features. For $0.99 cents per month, I'll send you a Fastball Fantasy Baseball sticker. If you do the $4.99 option, you'll get a t-shirt, plus personal fantasy baseball advice once per week about anything fantasy baseball related, just email the show. I'll give the email again at the end of the episode. And for the $9.99 option, I'll send you a sticker, a shirt, and you'll get to ask for fantasy baseball advice twice per week. Remember, the subscriptions will help me continue to make the podcast and will keep me working hard. In today's episode, we're going to start with some player news. I'll cover some more COVID news and how it's impacting the season for some new teams. I'll use analytics to show you how it can help make decisions about drops and ads. I'll look at some hot and not so hot players to start the season. And I'll wrap up with the reliever roundup. So we do have some uh, important player updates. Pirates manager Derek Shelton said that Keone Kela is going to be the closer when he returns from the COVID injured list. We just don't know when that will be. Um, He'll be a good stash if someone isn't already stashing him in your league. Uh, There are also several Marlins players that remain out despite the team's uh, return to play. Worth noting are pitchers Caleb Smith and Sandy Alcantara. Uh, Be aware that Roberto Osuna looks like he'll be out for the rest of the year. I'll address what to do with that later in the episode. Um, Joanna Cespedes appears to have disappeared over the weekend and finally revealed he was opting out. Um, Mike Soroka is out with what looks like a ruptured Achilles. Uh, pitchers Rich Hill and Will Smith are both out, but look like they should be back within a week or so, uh, 10 days. And some good news. Joe Adele is being called up by the Angels, as is Luis Patino by the Padres. Add Joe Adele. Wait and see on Patino. In some coronavirus-related news, uh, Miami, New York, Philly, Washington, and Toronto are all back on track to play games after the Marlins' COVID outbreak shut things down for a few days. The only Marlins batters I would recommend picking up right now are Jonathan Villar and Jesus Aguilar, Uh, but pay attention to Aguilar and make sure he's in the lineup every day. If he's not, he's not worth the ad. Um, The problem now is that St. Louis has had a mini outbreak of coronavirus, and again, it's affecting multiple teams. St. Louis had to shut down, and that meant so did Milwaukee. Um, The Cardinals series against the Tigers this week has been postponed, um, so neither of those teams will be playing. You also want to keep an eye on St. Louis's weekend series against the Cubs. Uh, there are a good amount of players on all of those teams that should be rostered in your league. 
And uh, so make sure you're aware of who's going to be out um, so that you can work the waiver wire and maintain your lineup accordingly. Also, something that I've noticed with these um, COVID postponements is that it's affecting pitchers' starting dates. So if you're somebody who, like me, is streaming pitchers a lot, you really have to pay attention to uh, how these pitchers' schedules are getting shifted around. So that's also something you want to uh, keep an eye on as well. All right, so let's talk some drop ads. So we do have some data to work with at this point, although it's a small sample size, but we can use it to help inform some decisions, especially with uh, deciding which players to drop and which players to pick up. So going through the most added list on ESPN, uh, you'll see a couple pitchers, Tyler Chatwood, Zach Plesak, Nate Pearson, uh, Christian Javier, and Alec Mills all pop up on the most added list. I'm definitely recommending Chatwood, Plesak, and Pearson. So Nate Pearson is a highly touted pitching prospect for the Jays, uh, Blue Jays. He's likely scooped up in your league, but if he's not, he's worth a speculative ad. There's enough that we've seen in the minors to expect that he's going to do well in the majors. Um, Zach Plesak and Tyler Chatwood are in the same boat for me. They have similar numbers. They have good strikeout numbers. They're not giving up home runs. They're not walking players. The thing is that they both seem to be getting lucky a little bit. Uh, they have really low pitching BABIPs, which reflects in their FIP and XFIPs being higher than their ERAs. But those numbers don't really scare me off. Uh, it doesn't worry me. Um, and I think that both of those pitchers are worth picking up. Now, Christian Javier, he's a Houston Astros uh, pitching prospect. He's had a couple of good starts so far, uh, but he does scare me a little bit. He doesn't have very good strikeout per nine uh, numbers this season. Uh, so for me, he's matchup dependent. If you have the space, add him and hold on to him, but I would only play him when he has a favorable matchup. Um, if you don't have the roster space, I would look elsewhere. And then last uh, friend of the podcast, Alec Mills, I uh, have him in the same boat as Christian Javier. He's off to a really good start, but the analytics suggest that the low strikeout rate, high walk rate, and very favorable BABIP are likely to create an increase in his ERA at some point. Until then, he is worth a streaming ad for good matchups, but I would avoid him in his weekend matchup against the Cardinals. Um, a few others, I'd add Pablo Lopez uh, from Miami, who's scheduled to pitch against the Mets on Sunday. Dylan Bundy is worth an ad. Uh, his strikeout, walk, home run, and Babbitt numbers all look legit. Uh, he's getting a little fortunate with fly balls, so it's likely the home run numbers go up, which would make his ERA go up. But I say ride the wave while you can. Uh, Dustin May, Dodgers pitcher, looks legit as long as he is starting. Uh, pick him up and, and play him. Uh, and two players that I would stick with despite a not-so-great start, uh, Matthew Boyd and Lucas Giolito. 
they're both one good start away from a good ERA. And the strikeout potential for both of them is excellent. You know, Matthew Boyd had 240 strikeouts last season. He he should be on uh, he should be 100% rostered. Uh, on the most drop list, you have Howie Kendrick, who I said to drop last week. Well, yesterday, he went 4 for 4 with the home run and brought his batting average up to 300. Now, I, I don't have a problem if you dropped him for somebody like Dansby Swanson, who we'll talk about in a little bit, um, Kyle Seeger, or Teoscar Hernandez. But don't pick up Donovan Solan, uh, Solano for Howie Kendrick. Yes, Donovan Solano looks elite now, but there's no way he keeps up his production. Um, you know, dig into the data, and you're you're you'll see he's headed for a, a downward spiral. He's already started to uh, kind of tail off a little bit. Um, Andrew McCutcheon needs to be dropped everywhere. Uh, Philly didn't play uh, for the last couple of days. But before then, he went one for 14 in the short season, and there are more productive bats out there. I don't have a problem with you dropping Alex Verdugo or Oscar Mercado in shallow leagues. You know, they're, they're both batting in the back half of their lineups, so that lowers their chance of production. Now, if they were still struggling, but in the front half of the lineup, I tell you to wait them out another week or so because the potential is there. Um, so kind of keep an eye on what their uh, MLB managers decide to do with them in the lineups. Now, uh, last here, feel free to drop Kimbrel, Leclerc, and Hansel Robles as well. We'll get into some uh, reliever talk uh, towards the end of the podcast. Before we go to break, here are my top under-the-radar ads at each position. A catcher, Travis Darno is rostered in less than half of ESPN leagues, but he's worth an add if you don't have a top five catcher or if yours is off to a slow start. His batted ball numbers look really good, and I think this uh, start could be sustainable for him. Uh, first base, uh, New York's Luke Voigt and Baltimore's Renato Nunez both have excellent hard contact ratings. They're not grounding out. Uh, they're putting the ball in the air about 65% of the time, either as a line driver fly ball. Uh, these guys look really good, definitely need to be rostered. Um, at second base, another Baltimore player, Hanser Alberto, is worth an ad if you're desperate there. Uh, the only thing that worries me about his batted ball numbers are uh, ground balls. Um, that could result in, in some outs and, and a low batting average. Um, otherwise, I think he's worth an ad. Kyle Seeger is another player whose ground balls worry me. Uh, he's third base for Seattle, but you know he's doing well at this point. His other contact numbers look really good, um, and I think he's worth an add. Uh, at shortstop, if Dansby Swanson isn't added in your league, definitely pick him up. Ride the hot start. We'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, add Didi Gregorius as well. Uh, Nico Goodrum is also worth keeping an eye on. He's off to a slow start, so I don't know if I would definitely add him unless you need some roster, some position flexibility. Uh, but he has a lot of potential. He's hitting the ball well. He is just getting really unlucky. 
Um, so I'd expect him to, to turn around soon. In the outfield, Teoscar Hernandez looks uh, legit and needs to be 100% rostered. Great battle ball numbers, good lineup. He's playing. Uh, he's going to start. What's not to like? Also pick up Trent Grisham, Chris Taylor, Jacoby Jones, Mark Canna, and Brandon Nimmo. And at starting pitchers, some uh, under-the-radar ads, Pablo Lopez, Kevin Gossman, Dylan Bundy, Dustin May, and Danny Duffy. Now I'm going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back to go over how to read some hot and not-so-hot starts, and I'll do a reliever roundup. Stick around. One of the hardest things to do in fantasy sports is decide whether to hang on to a player or to drop or trade them. Now, something that I've been preaching for the last couple of months is that understanding the data behind their surface numbers is really important to helping you make those decisions. So I wanted to choose just a few cases of players off to hot starts or slow starts and I want to show you how I use analytics to help me make decisions. As of right now, Dansby Swanson is the number one batter on ESPN's Player Raider. Obviously, he's not going to finish the season as the number one fantasy batter, but is he worth picking up and playing, or is this just a flash in the pan? Well, first, his batted ball numbers do look good. He is crushing the ball with a 55% hard contact rate. He's hitting to all fields. He has good line drive, fly ball, ground ball numbers, all of which we like. There are a few signs that he's due for a dip, though. Uh, His home run to fly ball rate is 10% higher than his career average rate, which means his rate of home runs will even out at some point and slow down. Um, He has a really low walk rate, a very high strikeout rate, and a very high BABIP. So he's definitely getting lucky. Uh, The BABIP could be sustainable, though, uh, for this shortened season, which means he could keep a a good batting average throughout the season and could continue to get on base, although I wouldn't count on it. Um, So what do you do with him at this point? Well, this is a prime trade high candidate. Uh, What I would do is keep an eye on the numbers, keep an eye on on the BABIP numbers, uh, the contact numbers, and if you start to see a dip, uh, look for a team in your league that needs a shortstop. Figure out what you need to make an offer. You definitely want to do that before he kind of nosedives, if he nosedives. Otherwise, I would hold on to him, ride the hot streak for now, um, but definitely, definitely uh, watch the contact, the hard contact percent, watch the line drive numbers, watch the home run numbers, uh, and and especially the Babbitt. I also wanted to take a moment to talk about Cincinnati Reds pitcher Sonny Gray. I have been preaching for over a year that this guy is legit and he is proving it. He had a stellar season last year and is off to a really hot start this year. And 
I think it's definitely sustainable. His strikeout and walk rates are excellent. His home run rate is less than one per nine innings, even though his home run to fly ball rate is at 28%. Now, that's significant because the league average home run to fly ball rate for pitchers is around 12%, and his is more than double of that, which means more fly balls have turned into home runs than should have for him. So that home run per nine number, along with the ERA, could be even lower at this point if he was giving up fewer home runs uh, than, than, he, than he is. Uh, he's getting a bit lucky uh, with a 188 BABIP. Uh, and some of those other things might balance out with each other. Now, do I think that he'll finish with a sub-1 ERA this year? Probably not, but could he have a 1.5 ERA and be in the top five in pitching strikeouts? I think so. Uh, I see him as somebody that you absolutely need to trade for, um, especially if you don't have a stud pitcher. And honestly, I, I wouldn't be afraid to pay for him. If you have surplus somewhere, um, you know, don't be afraid to offer a stud for a stud. Uh, one player off to a slow start that I'd stick with is CJ Crone of the Tigers. Uh, his batted ball numbers are decent, but his uh, soft contact percentage is pretty high, uh, which is inflating his ground ball percent and his low BABIP. He's pretty selective. He has been pretty selective. He's been getting better uh, with contact. Uh, he has a great walk rate and he's getting on base, so he's giving himself opportunities to score. I just think it's a matter of time before he finds a swing, you know, he starts hitting some home runs, some of those soft contact hits turn into medium or hard contact, uh, and he starts crushing the ball. So hang on to him, you know, give him give him a, a, a medium-sized leash, another week or a week and a half or so to turn things around before you make any decisions uh, about dropping him or trading him. And last, what do you do with somebody like Charlie Morton? Um, now, if if I did not own Charlie Morton, I would be somebody who's trying to trade for him to get him. Um, you know, two things that catch my eye right away are a really high BABIP, meaning he's getting unlucky, and a home run to fly ball rate that's just a bit inflated. Now, if you look at his FIP and XFIP, both are lower than his ERA, and that's something that intrigues me. Uh, now, I own him in, in my league, and if somebody tried to trade me for him, they're probably trying to trade low. Um, now, that's something that I would not do. The high BABIP and the home run to fly ball rate suggest a regression to the mean in those areas. And, you know, that could come from better defense, better strikeout numbers from Morton, uh, you know, issuing fewer walks or, you know, just getting a little bit luckier. I'm not going to get rid of him. I'm not going to trade low to someone who's trying to get him for less than he's worth. He's somebody who's going to be fine and I would hang on to him. I wouldn't worry. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the reliever roundup. 
Well, Kirby Yates has had some struggles in San Diego. Uh, as far as relievers go, I would keep an eye on Drew Pomeranz. He looks like he's next in line there. Now, don't add him yet, but definitely put him on your watch list for sure. Um, Jairo Diaz looks like the new closer in Colorado. Definitely worth an add. Uh, he has good strikeout stuff, and he could hold the job the rest of the way. Uh, now, we talked about um, Houston reliever Roberto Osuna going down. Ryan Presley appears to be the new closer in Houston since they don't really have many other options. It's a bullpen that's, you know, had a hard time staying healthy. Uh, and Ryan Presley's numbers don't look very good, but they don't really have anybody else. Um, so, you know, it's likely he's going to get the save opportunities, um, but I don't know if I would add him right away. I would maybe wait and see uh, for a week or so and go from there. Uh, with K Craig Kimbrell struggling in Chicago, uh, Rowan Wick and Jeremy Jeffress look like they'll both get opportunities to get saves. Either one of them looks worth an add. Maybe add both. Uh, and last, watch the closer situation in Kansas City. Someone in that bullpen will be valuable. And I lean towards Trevor Rosenthal over Greg Holland. Rosenthal looks like he's back in good form. And he has better stuff than Holland. Uh, so kind of keep an eye on that situation. Wouldn't add either of them right now. But if one seems to be uh, getting the lion's share of saves, I would say to scoop scoop them up. Well, that's all for today. Um, I'll continue to monitor the COVID situation in baseball and how that's going to impact fantasy lineups. I'll go over the continuously fluctuating drop ad and closer situations. And I'll review some more data as the sample sizes continue to grow. In the meantime, start putting to use the information that we went through and practiced with during baseball's hiatus and make sure to really dig into the data to inform your decisions. Remember, if you want to get in contact, you can email the show uh, at fastballfantasybaseball at gmail.com. You can subscribe to the show as well uh, to get a few perks. Join me next week when I interview a reporter for The Athletic Boston. Thanks for listening.